The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, a Wall Street Journal article from early June. It's all around ad networks. And this is an article by Joe Joel Sheckman and Jessica Vassalero. And it's it's how mobile ad networks are using new techniques, they say, to target iPhone users. Apparently, Apple is trying to protect user privacy. Imagine that. We all kind of feel that we don't have a lot of privacy these days and Big Brother's watching us wherever we go and whatever we do. Well, Apple's actually trying to make it more private. Last summer, Apple said it Stop using app makers or allowing app makers to use a unique identifier embedded in iPhones and iPads to track users as they move from app to app. Now, this is according to Joel and Jessica, who are the the authors behind that Wall Street Journal article from June 5th. And apparently, this device is an important way for advertisers to position their ads appropriate audiences. Now, you know the kind. They kind of serve themselves up to you when you're in a certain place or looking for certain things. It seems like they know exactly what's on your mind. That's because they do. They they track your behavior online. Well, in this case, they, they kind of track you moving from app to app. Well, according to Apple's new rules, ad networks would not be able to serve up those ads. And they're really upset. There's millions and millions and millions of dollars that hinge on this. And there's a few other identifiers that they're hoping to use. One of them is a tracking system based on a unique identifier located in the iPhone's wireless networking hardware. It's called an ODIN. O-D-I-N. That stands for device identification number. Another one's called an open UDID, which uses a device's built-in copy and paste function. Now, the FTC, our friends at the Federal Trade Commission, they're looking into all of this, and they've been checking out mobile tracking technology as part of kind of a consumer privacy um, bombast, if you will. And earlier this spring, they issued some guidelines for companies that saying, you know what, you need to adopt some better privacy practices. And they're actually, uh, FTC is encouraging Congress to pass, you know, privacy legislation uh, legislation that would actually cover a lot of these things among many, many other things that I'm sure you probably experience on a day-to-day. So right now it's unresolved. You may or may not 
see ads being served up at a less uh, a lesser rate than you do right now. And it'll be interesting to see if Apple offers any kind of workaround that affords um, users some privacy and at the same time makes those ad guys pretty happy. So keep your eyes peeled for more on that topic. And thanks to Jessica Vassalero for that article in the Wall Street Journal. Well, our purse profile today is the Kate Spade shopper. This is a woman, 35 years old, around uh, around that age. She's a mom of three, married, making um, sixty thousand plus, working part time, does ton of online shopping, but prefers going in store. Um, there's about half a million, a little over half a million of these women out there, and they're very fashion aware. They they actually go online to fashion sites and also to magazines to figure out what to buy, and they do update their fashions every season, wanting to be unique and stand out in the crowd. Um, they actually see not only their clothes, but their car expressing their personality, and um, a lot of their friends look to them as kind of that that guide that fashion guru if you will Um, she's looking for experiences and novelty and change and of course she loves her kids don't we all and she has a hard time saying no to them so she does tend to kind of splurge with the non-essentials for those children She's shopping at Macy's and Kohl's and Nordstrom, Pottery Barn, um, and The Limited. She's driving a Volkswagen, a Toyota, and a Chrysler. Um, You know, when it comes to designers, of course, Kate Spade is right up there. She loves Kate Spade, as well as Calvin Klein. Um, And when it comes to media... You know, a little bit of everything. Parenting Magazine, In Style, Marie Claire, Glamour, Better Homes and Gardens, Good Housekeeping, People, Vanity Fair, Entertainment Weekly. You can see that she's a huge consumer of print when it comes to pretty much everything related to her home, herself, her style, and her parenting. Um, she's watching E! and Bravo and TLC and HBO and HGTV as well. And she's online a ton, not only for her kids, but herself at Disney.com and iVillage and eBay, places like that. So Kate Spade Shopper is probably one of those people that moves from app to app that Apple's trying to protect her privacy. So you Kate Spade Shoppers out there, just check out what mobile's doing these days. In the meantime, I'm thrilled to have Pepper Miller on the program today. She's the founder of the Hunter Miller Group. It's a market research and strategic planning firm. It's been around since 1985 and has really been helping Fortune 500 companies affect market their brands to black Americans. Some of her clients include American Airlines, Allstate, General Motors, General Mills, Ford, Johnson & Johnson, PepsiCo, Procter & Gamble, and Toyota. So really big name companies. She's actually an author as well. And in fact, she co-authored uh, the book called What's Black About It? Insights to Increase Your Share of a Changing African-American Market. And then she followed that up with her second book, Black Still Matters in Marketing. That actually came out a little bit earlier this year. Beyond that, Pepper has established the Ruth C. Hunter Market Research Scholarship Fund, and that's all about increasing market research awareness among black American students and encouraging them to consider market research as a career option. 
And on top of all of that, Pepper still has time to blog. She is a founding blogger for Ad Age's Big Tent Multicultural Blog. Thrilled to have her on. I first came across Pepper at the Marketing to Women Conference back in April. Was really wowed by her presentation. Knew I had to have her on the show. So excited to be able to have her share her insights with you today. So stick around. A very exciting purse strings when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. WebmasterRadio.fm Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Pepper Miller. She's the founder of the Hunter Miller Group. It's a leading edge market research and strategic planning firm helping clients, Fortune 500 clients, understand how to effectively market their brands to black Americans. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, she's also an author and a blogger, um, has authored two books. Her second one just came out a little bit earlier this year called Black Still Matters in Marketing. And of course, you can find her blogging uh, for Ad Age's Big Tent Multicultural Blog. Pepper, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm thrilled to have you, and it's so great to have you on to talk about what's really a significant issue for marketers. But before we dive into all of that great detail, tell me a little bit about the Hunter Miller Group. 
Well, we, um, as you said, we are a market research firm, so we provide tons of insights, real insights versus uh, what we call invented insights about um, about black Americans so that um, companies can better understand the segment. If When companies and brands, I should say, um, better understand the segment, then they're more likely to bond with the segment. If they're more likely to bond with the segment, we're more likely to see um, a bottom line, uh, a better bottom line for them uh, at, at least. So we do focus groups, um, traditional research, non-traditional, online online groups, uh, large studies, quantitative studies, um, ethnographies, which is traditionally observation research, but a lot of clients use that terminology for in-home or in-location uh, in uh, research, video diaries, just a ton of different types of, of, of methodologies that uh, are relevant to different segments of the black population because of, while the population is very different from mainstream, which is something that um, um, marketers don't talk a lot about is the differences. Um, the segment, we are different from each other in meaningful ways as well, and that requires um, relevant research to um, make sure that we have the right methodologies to reach those people. Um, so I, I want corporations and brands to develop this deeper contextual understanding about black Americans. I, I think it's, uh, it's needed. It is part of our, our mission and our vision um, to bring people together actually by looking at their differences, which is, again, something that is traditionally frowned upon in, uh, in consumer marketing. Yeah, well, you're definitely the person to bring awareness to that. I, I saw you on the main stage at the Marketing to Women Conference in April, was really wowed by your presentation, took a lot of insight from it myself, um, some good ahas in there. Um, the topic uh, aligns with your newest book, Black Still Matters. Um, I'm sure you got great feedback on that presentation, Pepper. I did. I was, I was very, you know, very happy. And, you know, it was, you know, while I... Um, I don't mean to diminish the value and the importance and the excitement about winning uh, the best speaker. What's, which is really important is that the audience that I was talking to is mostly mainstream. There are probably about 300 people uh, attending the conference, and there may be only five black people, including myself, um, mm -hmm. that was um, uh, participating in the audience. So it does tell me that um, this audience, and particularly women, um, um, are are interested in this in this message, and that they get it, and that they embrace it. I think uh, women in general uh, probably can relate to, you know, fighting for equality, and you know, mm -hmm. you know, the struggle for for equal rights. And I think that was part of of the reason why the message resonated with the with the audience so well. So I truly appreciate uh, Nan McCann. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful conference, the Marketing to Women conference that's held in Chicago in uh, April every year. It's it's wonderful. Um so I'm quite honored and I'm so happy that this segment um in, embraced the message. Um second uh, lead to winning. That's was very important to me as well. 
Absolutely. And for those listeners out there, Pepper was named uh, best speaker at that conference, as you heard her say. It's called the Take the Cake Award. And um, having been in the audience, I will have to tell you, Pepper, I voted for you to be the Take the Cake Award winner. So I'm glad to see my vote wasn't in vain. Absolutely. yeah, no, I was thrilled that you won that, Anna, and you're right. I think it just further validates the power of the message that you were there to share and the fact that those of us in the audience took quite a bit away from that because to win the Take, a Cake, Take the Cake Award, uh, folks, you, you have to um, have provided insights that you can go back and immediately start applying. I mean, that's really the key to that award, and um, I serve felt that for myself and clearly others did too so again congratulations on that but we have a long way to go don't we pepper (laughs) yes we 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 do and um i think you know with with black americans and maybe even with other ethnic groups as well we are penalized for talking about race um nobody wants to talk about race and nobody wants to talk about differences Mm -hmm. probably more importantly differences particularly if if, if it's race related and um it's just a very taboo um taboo subject and to be penalized for that um is uh, is unfortunate, and I and I don't think people, you know, mean any uh, mean any harm, but people think that it's divisive to talk about differences, and it's divisive to talk about about um, race and culture together. And I say it's divisive to not talk about it because the more we know, as it, as I keep saying, it's like this, you know, this broken record. The more we know and understand without judging the more likely we are to come together. It is, uh, that's my, it's so important to keep those discussions on the table without judgment and with, uh, and with an open mind. Because as I said at the conference, that is, we're different, but we're not deficient. And so that's, that's really key. Again, it's a simple idea, but it's a big idea to look at people's differences and to celebrate them and not judge them. And that will help us come together. We would not need a Black Still Matters in Marketing book. We would not need a black agency. We wouldn't need black media. We wouldn't need any of those if, if uh, or ethnic or Asian media or Asian alien, um uh, media or ad agencies if we were not judging each other based on our inalienable characteristics, things that we can't change about one another. So when you think about that a little a little deeper, it does disarm people a little bit to say, you know, you're right, I'm, I'm judging. We all do it. It's not just one race versus another. We all judge each other um, based on... Um, on things and people that are different from each other. So the key is to keep talking about it and to keep the conversation going so that we can have this middle ground or even ground of understanding. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, and I do think we've kind of politically corrected ourselves into this mentality. I think we're afraid we're going to offend by addressing the differences. And as a result of addressing the differences, we're afraid we're going to end up stepping on toes. And so we don't even want to go near it. I mean, do you think that's kind of what's – it's it's almost like we haven't gotten permission to talk about the 
the differences in the room, if you will. That and that, and that's true because we are now in this. We now live in a society of of I'm offended. Everybody is offended about every thing these days and so you're absolutely right so rather than offending someone and then having it go viral um and being blamed or being accused of being a bad person or being a racist or being whatever and people say let's just let's just stay away from it and i i absolutely get that and i understand that but that that still is not um not the right way i think we you know if there's something you don't understand then we need to just keep the conversation going and and ask Mm -hmm. the questions because it's Mm -hmm. okay to say i don't get this i don't understand this i really want to ask this question and i don't you know whatever Mm -hmm. i won't don't want to be penalized for it so we still have to move through that pain if you will well and and i know you've said that we're we're also as you said we're different, we're not deficient. That was a huge message that that I know that you shared at Marketing to Women. But I, I think a lot of us like to think we're all really alike. It's just skin color that makes us different. I mean, that's kind of, we've been browbeaten not to see the differences. So we all want to think we're just homogeneous, but we're really, really not. And, um, and, and I'm curious, you know, what are the big differences, do you think, when it comes to black Americans versus white Americans that are critical for marketers to understand? Well, um, one, of the, one of the differences that, again, we don't talk about is um, our characteristics. I, I talk about this filter. Um, we, all have, we all have some kind of filter in terms of how we see the world and how we perceive how the world sees us. And for most African Americans, our filter has to do with our history. Again, another point that people don't want to go there. But I promise you it is that history of slavery, post-slavery, and discrimination that distinguishes African Americans from other other groups in very meaningful ways. It explains why many black Americans, not all, are overly sensitive about being welcomed, about being stereotyped, about placing a value on respect, uh, about badge value, which is a terminology that was created in the in the black consumer marketing industry, which talks about the importance of African Americans buying name brands and luxury items to confirm or create who they who they are or who they want to be. Um, because we have learned over the years that there's a perception that society perceives us in our brown skin as having less value. So then we go out and buy the expensive cars and the clothes to dress up who we are. When we're at the bar, we order the most expensive liquor to make a statement that we have that we have value. It's not something to be judged. It's an insight to understand. And everyone wants to be respected, and nobody wants to be stereotyped. I think it happens with a lot of of. of different groups in the multicultural arena, the Latinos, the Asians, um, some of the Jewish people, women. We, we all tend to have different stereotypes that are floating around out there. But it is our history that makes African Americans even more overly sensitive about being stereotyped. And to understand the impact of, of, that, of that history is so important. Uh, another way that African Americans are different. Um, 
in terms of parenting, um, many African Americans are still spanking. Um, it 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 does depend on there is some differences by age group, and there is some differences based on social and economic um, uh, levels. But but for most, many African Americans are still are are still spanking their children, and we also are talking to our children about race. As I mentioned in the presentation at the Marketing to Women conference, um, there was a study that was promoted by CNN that um, revealed that 75% of African-American parents have a conversation with their children about race at the kindergarten level versus 75% of whites who do not, who don't, because they don't have to. That's one of the big differences. And while many African-American parents want their children to be uh, exposed, um, to different cultures, um, to different groups of people. Um, based on a study that I worked on with Radio 1 in the Yankilovich group, um, most of those parents say that they want their children to have a black mentor. So in terms of, of, of parenting, our history, those are, um, those are just a couple of examples. Um, another example that I talk about is how um, the Internet is not necessarily an equalizer. Um, yes, everyone, we're all over the web visiting um, different um, uh, websites, and African Americans have a propensity, uh, according to Nielsen, to be searching more for information that can improve the quality of their life. But one of the things that happens, too, is that um, people whatever their age group, and particularly African Americans, like to congregate with people who are like them. Um, and so these websites or these digital platforms become beauty shops and barbershops and cyberspace. And there are tons and tons of these platforms where African Americans go to daily and have these conversations about things that affect them as a black person, things that affect them in their black community. Maybe they're gossiping. Maybe they're looking for entertainment, uh, what's going on in the entertainment industry. Um, but they want to hear it from a black perspective. And these websites, these digital platforms, are way, way, way under marketers' radar. But the, the black blogosphere is absolutely powerful and the black um, social network is is powerful i I talk about uh, one of the television show the the game it's a show on BET which is a um, a cable network that is watched primarily by African Americans and how black people were, uh, when the show was on the CW network and canceled and then reruns went to BET and then they announced that they're not picking the show up anymore. African Americans were galvanized uh, in social media to help bring that show back on BET. And when it ran, um, there was 7.7 million uh, viewers, which is equivalent mm -hmm. to uh, an Oprah Winfrey audience on a good day. Yeah, and that's so huge. That's, yeah, it is. It speaks to the power of of uh, of um, of the the black social network. Um, when um, Congressman Wilson, Joe Wilson, said you lie to Barack Obama when he was giving his State of the Union address, um, 
there were two different conversations going on in cyberspace, one with African Americans and one with mainstream. Um, it was just very, very two different uh, different conversations. So things like that that we pay attention to and try to bring um, bring um, marketers' attention to the the value of of African Americans. Um, also, there was a study done by Burrell Communications, which is one of the largest African-American ad agencies called the Burrell 40, and they put a number to the influence. We we know that African-Americans have tremendous influence in mainstream America, but they reveal that 73% of non-Hispanic whites and 67% of Hispanics say that African-Americans influence them. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much power and influence going on with the segment as marketers continue to say no um, mm-hmm. uh, to the segment or to roll the segment in with with mainstream. And what's funny too is that America is still pretty pretty segregated. That most of us live, work, and still many of us socialize with people who are like us. I mean. Well, I shouldn't say work because the uh, workplace is where the most diversity is occurring. But after the workplace, um, we all go back to our respective um, respective corners, and that right there tells us that there's these cultural pockets and differences between the segments, even based on on how we live. It's not wrong; it's just different. And different does not mean deficient. It's just different, but it presents an opportunity for understanding and for connecting with people who are different from from us, for all of us. Yeah. Well, and marketers do have opportunities. And when we come back from the break, Pepper, I want to ask you about what are some of the, and, and maybe significant misses isn't the right way to phrase it, maybe some opportunities that marketers uh, should seize when it comes to marketing messages and images today when connecting with Black Americans. More from Pepper Miller when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. 
Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time. WebmasterRadio.fm Keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Pepper Miller, founder of the Hunter Miller Group and author of Black Still Matters in Marketing. And we've been talking about uh, black Americans and the differences between white Americans and black Americans. And yes, we're not all alike. We need to embrace it. Pepper says that embracing it um, and talking about our differences actually will bring us closer together. And I know marketers tend to perpetuate the issue of being a homogeneous um, kind of society, which, which we're really not. And I'm, I'm curious what you think the opportunities are uh, with a marketer when it comes to connecting in a meaningful way with black Americans that, that they're just not doing right now in a very good way. Well, um, I, one of the things that you have to want it, you know, you have to want to want to get black culture. Um, and you have to start there. And, um, and, and senior management buy-in is very, very important, too, because if you don't have senior managers that want to get black culture, then it does not trickle down to the rest of the people uh, in the organization. And it's so important to want to get black culture because um, it's still huge numbers of African Americans um, believe that marketers in society just don't get them. Um, we did a study with PepsiCo in 2010 uh, with African Americans 15 and uh, older, and 72% of those people in that survey say that advertisers don't get them. And 86% of black women from Sarah Latimer's um, study say advertisers don't get them or society doesn't get them. And, and, and it's, it's astounding that we still have these numbers in 2010-2012 America, I mean, if the if what marketers this one size fits all, this cross-cultural marketing, this lifestyle marketing was working, we wouldn't have that. And if people still feel like that, then we're still missing some opportunities to connect with them in a relevant way. One of the things that we talk about too is. Um, Changing your attitude, so you have to want to get black culture, and then you have to move from this. We have to move from fixing them. Something's wrong with those people. Well, they need to be mm-hmm. fixed to fix us. You know, that's that's huge. My friend, uh, Dr. Roberto Rodriguez, I heard him say that in a presentation, and I was like, oh, that's huge. And a couple of organizations or companies that get this and do this is um, – Procter and Gamble and McDonald's, and they will tell you that we still need to do better. I think P and G is the largest um, spender and uh, investor in black media and black research 
on black consumer marketing. But one of the things that they do is they have the senior management buy-in. Uh, they bring black marketers and black agencies to the table with them uh, and, and, and do not give them just assignments. Here's the general market assignment and, and go and convert that to black. They bring, um, they bring their agencies and their marketing partners to the table often and talk about um, what needs to be done. Um, they begin their, many of them, uh, of their marketing meetings at Procter & Gamble and McDonald's, they begin their marketing meetings, their mainstream marketing meetings, with the question, what are the ethnic insights? Um, years ago, it was, what are the black insights? Today, it's, what are the ethnic insights? How can we learn from these ethnic communities and incorporate that learning into uh, into mainstream marketing. It's called leading with ethnic insights, and and most of the time those ethnic insights are coming from the Black uh, American uh, community. So the Black Americans are still leading with ethnic insights. So you got to want to get Black culture. You got to change your attitude from. Um, from uh, fix them to fix us, and considering using some of those insights to um, um, connect with um, with mainstream marketing as well as with the ethnic marketing. I think sometimes companies just don't extend an invitation. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the things. It was like, well, we don't, you know, we don't. We haven't, you know, the black people have been here. I said, well, have you extended an invitation and welcomed them in your brand by putting your message in black media, by making sure that your message is in these digital websites, by supporting and investing in black research, by supporting and investing in uh, numerous um, black um, events? Are you being sensitive to how African Americans are portrayed? The more you understand them through research and reading books like mine uh, and and hiring executives uh, and marketers who understand the segment, who have who've lived the the segment, not only just, mm-hmm. hey, I have this PhD. I, I was, um, just a little footnote here, I was talking to a client yesterday, a, a big research company, and they do tons and tons of research, and thank God they do segmentation studies and look at different uh, racial groups. Um, but they have, uh, they don't have people of color uh, necessarily writing the the reports, and I've seen a number of reports, and I do think we want to get to the day where a black person is writing an Asian report, an Asian person is writing an African American report, because that's exactly where we want to be. But the most important thing is that do the writers of these reports, these ethnic reports, understand the segment? Do they really understand the segment? Because one of the things that we found was that a lot of people were bringing their biases, um, bias in terms of many stereotypes that they believed in to the reports and not looking at the total picture because they just didn't know. So Mm -hmm. one of the things marketers have to do is to, you know, hire people that really understand the culture. Um, It could be a white person that has lived with black people, and that's fine, but somebody's got to understand, mm-hmm. but, you know, understand the culture, so that's in, important. And I did say that they need to invest in traditional and, and social media and definitely need to conduct, um, conduct research. And one of the things that I said in my, in my um, 
report and my presentation too is it's still still so important is to see um, you know ethnicity and race and race related influences is to see them and not see beyond them and don't judge them um, um, I want you to see me as a black woman. My hair is not blonde and straight, and it's in its natural state. Uh, my eyes are not blue. Uh, I am different, but I am not deficient. So I'd like for you to see me as an equal and not as something less than. And I think that's, a, again, it's a very simple idea. It's a big idea, but it can really put us in the on the path to uh, coming together and for generating um, higher revenues. Pepper, I wish we had an entire hour because we didn't even get through all of my questions. I have many more <laughs> questions. <laughs> and I know, I, can say listen, talk, I love this. You know, listeners probably have a lot of questions too. We may have to do a part two at some point, but it no has problem. just been a pleasure to have you on. And I do think that um, it's something as as people, number one, as Americans, number two, and as marketers, number three, we've kind of lulled ourselves into thinking that we're all alike and that black America wants to be like white America or something really yes. silly like yes. that, you know? And um, so glad that you are here today sharing those insights with us. We're all better for it. And I know for people listening who will want to reach out to you, I am going to refer them to the huntermillergroup.com and blackstillmatters.com. Any other way you'd like them to reach you? That's good, yeah. And the website is huntermillergroup.com, and you're correct, without the the. Uh, huntermillergroup.com, it's all one word, and then blackstillmatters.com. That, that is, that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. And I thank you so much for this opportunity, uh, Maria. You have a beautiful voice. Oh, well, thank you. Perfect radio voice and personality. Very soothing, very calm, very beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, just thrilled to have you on. And I just wish you continued success. And for everyone out there who wants to pick up her latest book, please do go on uh, to Amazon. Um, You can go right online also and, and buy Black Still Matters. And, of course, um, the the What's Black About It, which is a, a bestseller that came out a few years ago. By all means, you could buy both and even get a discount, I think I saw. And Absolutely. Yeah. You can buy them from Amazon and you can buy them from us at BlackStillMatters.com. Absolutely. Yep. And get a huge discount. <laughs> Absolutely. And I encourage you all to do that. Pepper, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And thank you to my producer, George, for another another technically flawless show. Thank you, George. And yeah, join really. Me. Thank you, George. <laughs> <laughs> and I join me right so. here for another edition of Birth String next Tuesday at 3. And until then, make it a great one.